0: Hello, party people. Welcome to Quitters Never Give Up. This is episode 63. Uh, we've got, obviously, our usual week that was, the Internet Roundup, and was it Clips That Don't Need an Introduction? Whatever my segment is. <laughs> Your segment! <laughs> <laughs> whatever um, you want to call it. I know, right? Clips That Need No Introduction, right? Um, oh, correct. Okay. Um, there's Chris that's coming back. All right. Why don't you start with the week that was? I mean, whatever you segment is. <laughs> We've recorded an intro. Go for it.
1: Who? Me?
0: Do the internet roundup.
1: Me mean the podcast roundup? Yeah,
0: podcast Christopher, round do the internet sure. roundup. Whatever. Uh,
2: the, I, I'd like to start with somebody else.
0: <laughs> okay, then let's do the week that was, Eddie. We're doing great, sweetie. We're doing great. Jankier than Janky Town. Press the
3: button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Come <laughs> three it. It's a new day. Oh, Our feature presentation. Our we're back in time.
0: I am drinking alone at 6.30 oh. in the morning.
1: Welcome, people. We're doing The Week That Was. This is April 25 to 29, 2011. Let's start off with Perry Farrell from James Addiction. He came on the show because this was Lollapalooza's 20th anniversary. And I didn't realize that, but he was one of the people that created it. Anyway, he came on and had a very interesting story that I'm going to play.
4: Let's talk about the light-up, particularly the headlighters, because I can't believe, for instance... Foo Fighters have never played Lollapalooza before. How is that possible? I'm certain that you have known Dave Grohl for probably 20 years.
3: Yeah. Well, um, it, it's, it's going to be a great one. Uh, you know, to, to celebrate the 20th, to have the Foo Fighters is is a special thing for me. Um, many years ago, I had a conversation with Dave about doing Lollapalooza, and he had told me that Curtin um, he, he had uh, attended the first one, Wow. And nobody knew who really, really who they were. And he left. And Curt and he had said to each other when they left, they said, "You know what? I think we're really going to make it. I got a great wow. feeling that we're going to make it." And then in 1994, um, they were actually um, selected to headline. And the day after that, the, uh, they had signed the contracts and you know the agreement. Uh, to play Lollapalooza, Kurt
4: died. I never knew that story. How about that? Wow.
1: Yeah, kind of a sad story there. Nirvana was all set to be on Lollapalooza, signed the contracts. Next day, Kurt Cobain was dead. Any Lollapalooza fans out there?
2: Well, Has I went been? to the first two.
1: They you really cool.
2: Yeah. I went to the first two in Irvine Meadows.
1: Wait, Lollapalooza was in Chicago, wasn't it?
2: No, at uh, first five years or seven years. It was a touring festival.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: So it, it came, okay. it went to a bunch of different cities uh, all over America. And uh, they came here, and I went to the first one, and I went oh, to
1: the second one. Nice job. Do you remember uh, any standout performances, any bands?
2: <laughs> well, Booyah Tribe was there, and they were really cool on the second stage. Henry Rollins was there. Ministry, um, so I was a high school kid and wanted to go into the mosh pit. Ministry was playing. It's the first time I've ever heard ministry, and they are psychotic. And so I tell my friend, let's go up into the mosh pit. We're in the in the general admission because we're poor. And, and we look over to the mosh pit, and it looks like hell. Just basically there's fire in the middle. There's two or three of them. There's fires in the middle of them, and everybody's going around. I was like,
1: no, we'll stay here.
2: Let's go. We'll just uh we'll just keep watching it from here. It's...
1: Oh, I always say it's not a party till someone sets a fire myself.
2: The oh and the second one was Pearl Jam and this is oh. Pearl Jam wasn't that big yet, and so I was up in the, in the mosh pit on the lawn. So the lawn is on is on the slope, and so you're going around this circle, and as you come down, you're trying hard not to slide and fall, and, you know, towards the rail, and this dude slid. And he fell off the rail. And I was like, oh, shit. Someone fell over. And then he got up Yah! and got back into the mosh pit. And then I went. I'm like, I'm I'm not going to do that. I left.
1: <laughs> so I guess you could say that show went off the rails. It did. Hey-oh. <laughs> well, that's cool that we have our, our correspondent from Lollapalooza in the past. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring in the whole interview. Very interesting stories besides that one. Apparently, he said that. Dave Grohl and Kurt Cobain went to the first Lollapalooza and they hadn't hit it big yet they weren't Nirvana that we know you know that were world famous and they're like yeah we're gonna be on this someday so it's really interesting to think that it was that far back that long ago uh, let's get some Lisa May here Lisa May had a little bit of trouble with one of her commercials
5: summer fun for the whole family is waiting at Turtle Reef SeaWorld San Diego's new interactive attraction opening June 18th Learn about the lives of sea turtles or take a spin on their newest ride, Riptide Rescue. Dive into all the details at uh, sandiego.org slash SeaWorld.
1: I'm Lisa May with K-Rock Traffic. Yeah, Lisa having a little bit of trouble there. Now, Lisa having problems with a SeaWorld commercial reminded me of an all-time great moment with... And now, a moment with Lisa May.
5: Explore the amazing world of Ray in this immersion new mega-attraction Manta, Ride the Ray, Feel the Rush.
6: Well said. (laughs) That was a moment with Lisa
1: May.
5: Wow. I haven't heard that in a while. That was heavy rotation.
6: I forgot
7: (laughs) about that
1: one. Yeah, that was the Ride the Ray, Feel the Rush. You could tell halfway through it, she didn't understand what she was saying, but she just kept going. Good old Lisa. That brought me to another moment with Lisa. It was April 26th was Channing Tatum's birthday. And now, a moment with Lisa May.
5: I don't know, Tatum Channing. I would watch that.
1: How about Channing Tatum? (laughs) Or that guy. That was a moment with Lisa May. Any excuse to get some Lisa May audio on the show? Tatum Channing. Now, every time I hear the name, I say it wrong now. I say it backwards like that. (laughs) Uh, Let's do another celebrity birthday. Renee Zellweger. Now, the reason I bring this up, this caused a little bit of controversy. Ralph's going to mention that he got some emails, and one of those from, was from yours truly.
8: Renee Zellweger, also 42.
6: Jason...
1: No
4: bell, by the way, to those who have been emailing. Yeah, I get a lot of uh,
1: Renee, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger? Renee Zellweger, that yes. Wrong. Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. I'm writing a wrong from the past. I love her.
2: What, have you seen her And What About Pam or, or The Thing About Pam?
1: I saw a billboard for it.
2: Yeah, she's just
1: hot in that one. <laughs> well, I'm just a big fan. Bridget um, Jones' <laughs> Diary, great movie. I don't care if it's a chick flick. Love her in that. Love that movie. So,
2: when, when Winter,
1: that? she's in the Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned. You don't take Michael Jordan out because he's fat now. And right, I'm gonna. Orta.
2: I'm gonna. I'm gonna find the reverse bell put. No, that in you're later. not.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs>
2: No. Um oh it's funny. If you watch when you watch What About Pam or the thing about Pam, she's in makeup to make her look really old and and ugly, so that's why I said that.
1: Well, that'll take a lot of makeup is what I'm seeing. Maybe
2: not that
3: much. How dare you
1: That's what I say to you, Ralph, Kevin, Bean, all those guys. Uh as long as we're on the celebrity birthday kick. Celebrity birthday, this was April twenty seventh. K.C. sum. Does that ring a bell to anybody?
0: Oh, yeah. Casey and the Sunshine yeah. Casey and the I'm sunshine. Just kidding. Yeah.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's down on the phone. Yeah, he's down on the phone. <laughs> Great DJ, legendary, and Kevin and Bean used that for years. We covered it. Here's, we've been on this thing long enough. I went back to my clips from last year. We covered it last year, so I don't need to do it again. But here's the important thing. Do a little trivia question. Casey Kasem is the original voice of what famous cartoon character? Let's start with Christopher, because he's in that age range. Shaggy. That's right, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And here's another one. This is a lesser known. He was Alexander Cabot III on what cartoon show? Maybe Christopher will know this one.
2: Alexander Cabot the third. That's not a cartoon, is it?
3: Josie and the pussycats. Long tails and ears the like
1: on Josie and the Pussycats. Go through his IMDb page. It's fantastic. Just the names of the shows he was on.
9: Christopher's <laughs> driving away. Steven. <laughs> live footage of him driving away it this conversation.
1: Hey, he's the only one I could count on to know any of this stuff.
2: Uh, cool. I, I never and, saw Josie and the Pussycats.
1: And he was Robin on the Super Friends, even before Scooby-Doo, so... A lot yeah. of connections, a lot of geek stuff that Ralph and I can appreciate. Mm. Uh, let me see. Norm MacDonald came on the show.
7: Hey, these girls that uh, Charlie Sheen is running around with are a dirty, dirty horse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not Norm MacDonald. That was Jay Moore's. I told you guys that everybody does a Norm MacDonald, and you didn't believe me. And so the very next week, he came on. Oh, he's always such a good guest because he just he sits in on the show biz beat, he sits in on the show. Mm-hmm. show him and Ralph started doing their Pacino impressions to each other.
8: Uh, we were bragging about your Al Pacino. It's, it's not it's, that good. It's, it's,
3: I'm sure it's better than mine, Ralph. It's, it's, <laughs> let's have a it's, it's funny, Pacino but it's off. not that good. But mine's not good at all. Mine's good until you hear someone else's. Oh, oh, Jay wow. Moore, come on now. Oh. That sounded like Al Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay Moore. Very talented man, but he
7: scares me. Come on
3: now, <laughs> that's a pretty good Pacino, Jay. Come I on. No, I,
7: love, I told you, I'm obsessed with Pacino impressions now. <laughs>
8: now. Let me let me hear yours again, Jay. Because are I we going to co- do
7: the showbiz beat? I would like to hear that. Who doesn't? Do you? <laughs> that's are you? also oh. very
3: good. Who are you? That's what are you pretty doing? good. Who, who, who is, am I chewing who gum? Who's that guy? The showbiz. <laughs> oh my he gosh! Is good. Look at this. Oh, he's, oh,
7: he's good. good. This is a radio
3: show now. Oh. We got a radio show. <laughs> we're doing radio. We're getting it oh. out on the airwaves. <laughs> The funniest welcome part to is both of our Pacino. eyes. Their
9: faces, Their faces yes, yeah. are you're exactly both. the same.
3: <laughs> you're so funny. Welcome to Pacino.
2: Without doing the eyes. Without the face. <laughs> <So welcome laughs> to
3: Pacino you, and Pacino you, in the morning. If you, if you do Pacino without the face, you're dead inside. <laughs> that would be so bizarre if someone just stared straight
1: ahead oh. and said, Come see Jay Morris <laughs> to bring an <laughs> improv tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, I love Ralph's Zell Pacino. Really good.
0: Well, here's the funny thing. There's um, some people are not fans of Jay Moore, but he brought a certain energy when he came into the show. Um, Much like Brad Williams and other comedians and guests they had on. And um, and, but he was always funny. He always kind of brought it up, the energy level up a little bit and got a little sillier and stuff. So I always enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The comedians were always funny when they're on. because Kevin and Bean let them do what they do.
0: Mm -hmm. They were really good at that,
1: bringing out their best they didn't step on them they didn't try to take over and be funny they let them be funny and it made the show better yeah you're yeah. totally right about that
2: and they let them stay as long as they could
1: <laughs> sometimes as as they
2: could.
1: like with gary busey sometimes they stayed too long <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's never any there's never too long with gary busey
1: that's true <laughs> i was re-listening to that when the episode came out <laughs> what an amazing guest he was <laughs> Now, in 2011, the royal wedding was going on. This was Prince William and Catherine Middleton. Now, I've spared you guys all this because I wasn't interested then, and I'm really doubly uninterested now. But at the end, they had people call in say, why are you doing this to us or to yourself? So a couple of clips from that.
4: Are you another sad, lonely, older woman who'll never have a man, Tanya, like most of the other ladies we're talking to today?
0: No, 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 not at all. I'm vibrant, youthful-ish. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
8: but, <laughs> that, Are you married and or do you have a boyfriend or both?
0: I am drinking alone at oh. 6.30 in the morning, so That's... I would say that would
8: be above. That tells
1: <laughs> So there's the female perspective on the royal wedding. Because I believe it happened like at 3 in the morning, so people were setting their alarms, waking up and watching it. Now, here's a guy's point of view, slightly different.
7: Well, you know what? You know, uh, I didn't really... Pay attention to the wedding per se, because the entire time I was thinking of that one line that would make things go my way.
8: <laughs> right? How'd that one line go?
7: It went good. You know, it was right after uh, they said "I do" or whatever, and I looked at my wife. I'm like, you know, honey. You know, watching this wedding, it just really reminded me of just how much, you know, I'm happy to be married to you. And, you know, I know you think Kate's beautiful, but, you know, when I saw you, nobody could absolutely come close to how were. Wow, no, you were hard Seriously, on I'm the
4: only one applauding, but we're all <laughs> thinking it, man. No, that, that was
7: sweet. That's that good. was good. And even though it, this wedding was, you know, beautiful and everything, you know, our marriage is just magical. The, long's
8: going on. the line's going on a long now. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I think you should have quit while you're at it. All right. Were you able to flip her over? Well, that's yeah. the bottom line, I and mean, otherwise it wasn't worth it. Oh, my God.
7: Did you say yes? Because oh, you could have
8: had regular
1: sex any time. At the royal wedding, man, that's when you bring out the big guns. Well, let's just say it went well. So there you go. Kevin and Bean, true romantics at heart. As an old married guy, I was taking notes furiously. I'm, I'm using that next time the royal wedding happens. <laughs> So that was the week that was 2011. Back to you, Steve. All right, Jen, let's do the flashback.
0: Okay, cool. Church bell chime to the bank 29
3: times for each man the it's Why, why,
9: why, why? They have other songs they can play, even if you want to be depressing. You can play Gordon Lightfoot, The Wreck of
1: the Edmund Fitzgerald. About a boat that went down. Any song can perk up the party,
10: but when you need a good depressing number to clear the people out, own that record. And they start,
5: raining. put it on. Everybody leaves.
1: Let's go. And a wave hit the boat, and they all died like rats. And they lay there, and their lungs filled with water. All you know what, Rich? We're going to take off,
10: man. Are
0: you sure? Yeah.
10: Yeah.
1: And back on the shore, their wives had no insurance, and their children turned to drugs and prostitution. Sure,
5: gotta go. By the time we slash our
1: wrists and burn the house down, the traffic's bad, you know.
5: And now. Our feature presentation. Wow.
7: There's a song about the song. I had no idea.
5: Oh, yeah, that was a Weezer Yes,
8: song. it was a Weezer song that uh, Bean, yeah. thought, Bean thought they were paying homage uh, to his song. He was they so were, excited, and then I asked awesome. him because they love it. And then I asked him, and he said, no, it's not a positive. They're just songs that I remember from my youth, <laughs> not good ones. That's not the way I recall that conversation going at all, by the way. He said, I We asked Gordon him up or foot. down whether it was a
4: good song or not, and he said it was a good song.
8: Did he like it? Yes. Right, let's go back and find it. I will bet yep. you $1 that's not
4: good.
6: Got to go back to the tape.
8: Unfortunately, we didn't tape it because it oh! we, we were in the little studio
4: getting our photo taken, and I asked him the question because I knew that he would love it, and he did because it's the best song of all time. Well, today's the big uh, annual Edmund Fitzgerald Day celebration here on The Kevin and Bean Show. we got lots of experts lined up. We'll be talking to some of the actual divers that went down to retrieve the bell back in 1995. And uh, we've got uh, yeah, some representatives on from the uh, Great Lake Shipwreck Museum. we got that in the 8 o'clock hour, the whole 8 o'clock hour. We'll be doing that. Right. None of that's going to happen. Zero. We don't ever do that. Zero percent what? of that is going to happen. Is- I thought this was the year we were finally going to do it right
5: instead of just... Here's what instead we have. Just- Here's what we have. And what? this is it. Available now only from WreckOfTheEdmondFitzgerald.com, the CD everyone has been waiting for from the world's greatest singer. ASCO Records presents Gordon Lightfoot, proving he can sing all your modern favorites on Alternative Gordon. Think Gordo's a moldy oldie? You couldn't be more wrong. Listen how hip he is as he gives his fresh sound to System of a Down's Chop Suey. I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. I cry when angels deserve to die. And you'll be cheering G O D when you hear Gordon's Youth of the Nation by P O D. We are, we are the youth of the nation. We are the youth of the nation. And you'll fall in love all over again with Gordon's version of this violent femme smash. Let me go on like a blister in the sun. Big hands, I know you are the one. <laughs> Plus, if you order now, you'll get a bonus disc. Gordon Lightfoot's Party Jokes. Your friends will be rolling with laughter when you play this CD at your next bash. A Jew and a Catholic walk into a bar. Looking for a one legged hooker. <laughs> what a deal! Alternative Gordon and Gordo's party jokes all for $199.99. So call now 1 877 Beans Eft. 1 877 Beans Eft. Dare you?
0: That's our ode to the Edmund Fitzgerald. All right. we'll just go to the next one then, shall we? <laughs> all right, here's another one. Here. Here's a little fun one.
4: Ralph Garman joins us now for our final look at the showbiz beat for the morning. What's going on, Ralph? I've got a quick email before I get to showbiz news, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, dear
6: Ralph, I'm in Washington, D.C. this weekend. I'm attending the Mark Twain Prize Ceremony at the Kennedy Center on, uh, for honoring George Carlin. Oh,
3: wow. It's huh. a really
6: exciting time to be here in D.C., and something made me think of you. President-elect Obama arrives on Monday, that's today, to meet with soon-to-be ex-President Bush to initiate the transition of administrations. There's been a lot of focus on the work that needs to be done, how to get our economy back on track. But another huge priority is how to begin to bring the war in Iraq to an end. I would imagine Obama is going to meet with General David Petraeus as soon as possible. When that happens, my guess is that Bush will begin by saying, Barack meet Dave Petraeus. <laughs> 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 <Sweet>! <laughs> wow. The first one of a new administration. <laughs> yeah, change is good. You know what I'm saying? Hope. This is not changing. Dave, Dave, Dave Petraeus, Dave Petraeus. Dave Petraeus, Dave Petraeus, Dave Petraeus. Dave Petraeus, Dave Petraeus, Dave Petraeus.
3: Oh, 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 Dave Petraeus. <laughs> Barack me, Dave Petraeus. Oh, my God. Who cares?
5: <laughs> Rock me, Dave Petraeus.
7: My God, I hate you so much. I just want to smash your face
6: in. Oh, everyone's cheering right now. I can hear them. That, uh... You're being a tool, man. <laughs> There's lo- a long slide for now. Everyone is cheering. You don't know. hearing any cheering?
0: Today's uh, (laughs) celebrity
2: birthdays.
0: (laughs) I love those long walk jokes.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that was hilarious. I miss Rocky Maldonado. That needs to come back.
0: Yeah, he doesn't do that stuff anymore either. Um, I don't. I don't think it would drive Eddie as crazy as it would drive as it drove Kevin. That's probably why he doesn't do it. (laughs)
2: Let's keep going, Jen.
0: All right, moving on. Okay. Um, I'm just going to do this last one.
8: Chris, uh, K-Rock listener, writes, uh, Dear Kevin and Mead I would like to know what a conversation would be like between Batman, the original one, Adam West, oh, uh huh, and the new Batman, Christian Bale. Interesting question. So I think maybe it's time to do an instant request. Listen
3: up, everyone. New instant. Make a request. Instant request. Kevin and Bean. Instant request. <laughs>
8: All
4: right, let's make it happen. First on the phone, our old friend Adam West at his home in Idaho. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Hey, good
3: morning, Captain Bean. How are you?
4: Well, we're great. Thanks for joining us. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to meet uh, the current incarnation of Batman at the movies, but we've got Christian Bale on the other line. Hi, Christian.
3: Uh, how you doing, fellas? Good to see you. So, Adam,
4: have you met Christian Bale before?
3: No, I've never had the pleasure of meeting the new Batman. But uh, I must say, I understand he's very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I'm very popular and... Uh, and uh, I have to say congratulations to you, you know, for keeping the character alive for all those years. Well, thank you, Christian. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's the least I can do because, uh, what, what are you doing? What? Nothing. I'm just listening. Oh, I heard you clear your throat in the background there. Yes, I have a bit of phlegm. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do an interview while you're clearing your throat oh no christian. oh no. christian he's an old God. man he
4: just he's he's being very nice to get up this early and come on in the phone and you talk are so to us f-
3: amateur you and i are done professionally well, we've never actually worked together and I don't believe we will that's f- right we won't work together because you are so f- amateur You're who always clear my throat oh good and for you how was it? how was your throat i don't come to f- Idaho and mess with your f- that cave do i wow well i don't really think that's called for christian oh you don't look at me i'm <laughs> 11 years old <laughs> you you old <laughs> oh christian that's so mean i don't so appreciate mean. being talked to in that way i don't blame man. you <laughs> that you are, uh, i am not coming back to this phone call if you're not fired if you're still hired i'm not coming back to this phone call well i say let's just Start this whole thing again. No, no, no! I'll go again, but I don't need any minutes. No, let's go again. Let's do it. Wait,
8: nobody said anything about minutes.
3: Tom, can I get this thing on me? Tom, Tom from wardrobe, get this thing on me, please. You don't need wardrobe. We're just having wardrobe for a phone call. I don't believe I understand that at all. I bet you don't understand it. You are so amateur. Wow. Okay. All right. Kick your ass! I will kick your ass, old Christian, man. we're not going
4: to let you talk to Mr. West this Bring way. We hope
3: th- you mother. F- oh, what's going on now? I will wow. bitch slap you, you <laughs> limey. <laughs> come on! I hope hoped this would go a little nicer. Wow! I am hanging up now. I have been insulted.
8: I don't blame you. I that don't blame you at all.
3: fucking f- f- <laughs> British okay. asshole.
8: <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we're sorry about that. Let's go again. Nope. <laughs> I don't think we need to go Let's again. Go
7: again.
8: We're good, All Christian. Right, Thank we're you. done, Christian. Mick Thanks,
1: James. you guys. Yeah, Adam West. I know, right? For the win. <laughs> Ralph on Ralph crime there. Oh, that's
0: so funny. <laughs> Throwing down. <laughs> Time for the internet roundup. Time right?
1: For the internet roundup.
0: Internet roundup.
2: Well, do you want to talk about the Ralph Report last night?
0: <laughs> sure. Please.
2: <laughs> it was lots of fun. There was a lot of people there, but because you're all seated like a comedy club, you don't really get to interact as much as you would. as like janky town. Mm-hmm. And then you just line up at the end for the meet and greet. And then, yeah, then we, we met Ralph and everybody for a bit. It, it was really rushed because Yana had a gig. Um, oh. I know Gilbert was there, uh, but I didn't get to say hi to him. because he was way over there. I know queen Jay was there and all the other, uh, Superman. And, um, Bridget. The other guy. server, server, Yeah. Yeah. Bridget from Long Island. And the drinks were good. And once he got the sound going, it was pretty good. It was fun. Steve came out dressed like Spock because Ralph had said his first wet dream was to uh, Spock or had Spock (laughs) featured in it.
1: I hope he meant Uhura not Spock.
2: (laughs) No. Somewhere it was Spock. And, And yeah. Liana had no idea what was going on. She laughed at a few things, but like once they got to Eddie eating, she was out. She was like, I'm done. She's sensitive <laughs> to watching people like gag and stuff.
0: Why would so you warn her about out? that?
2: Because <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it at all. They're like, we're going to make Eddie eat stuff. And it's like, OK, they're going to eat like a chicken sandwich or some shit. And they had like Limburger cheese and they had uh, that that Russian meat jelly that uh, they've been talking about. For the last couple of shows, yeah. So it's basically this pork fat gets turned into a jelly and has meat in it, and then nut loaf. But yeah, that was the last one, and that one was where Eddie like spit it out onto the crowd and everything. Right. And uh, and I didn't, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't think that was going to happen. I just thought they were going to make a meat like, yeah, like
1: McNuggets or something. Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Usually at the live shows, he gets a sampling of a few different types of items that they've discussed on the show at some point. I want to say at one point there was like peaches or something like that, that he didn't like, but that he did like it. Mm. Um, So that was obviously years ago because of everything. Um, But yeah, that's how they usually do it on the live shows. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I don't think I was expecting that. I didn't think about it.
0: Yeah.
2: And then when it happened, uh, she was like, no, I'm out.
0: Okay. okay. So then what was her take after everything was done and over? was she like, what the hell kind of garbage you listen to? Or that was really fun. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, was her take like after? what kind of
2: pendejadas the are these? She's <laughs> just like, she thought we were all nerds too. Okay.
0: But okay. some of it was funny. Nice. So then what what about the meet and greet after? Was it just kind of like a line of people or everyone's hanging out drinking? And
2: It was just kind of a line of people and um, you you hung out with them. There was a little bar section that I wanted to go, but she was feeling tired because she had a gig, so I was like,
1: "Nah, eh, let's just get going." All right, but yeah. So, mm-hmm. what time did you guys leave?
2: Uh, we left. Uh, I don't know. We got home like about one or two. I don't remember.
0: Um, yeah. So on the Discord group, um, I had to turn it off because they're still talking to each other. Um, but yeah, there's a whole group of them. They were chit chatting, and you know, a lot of them were staying at Hotel Burbank or meeting at the bar across the street, or they all ended up. Um, back at Hotel Burbank after the show and after partying at Flappers and stuff like that. So um, and I think a lot of those folks were the folks traveling to go to the show um, mm-hmm. because they were all staying in the same place, obviously not necessarily living in Los Angeles. Um, but they seem to have a really good time.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that group had, had a ton of fun. But I did I did take the microphones there, like Lindsay had suggested. So I have a couple of clips from the Twitters uh, Never Give Up Microphone.
6: Fucking Chris You'll be hearing from my lawyers
3: So yeah
2: It went well (laughs) Typical (laughs)
1: Uh
5: Nailed it. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> you get it. When
9: you want her to promote your podcast, we got it. Uh, up, Stay Stay a Say hello to happy
5: James goodbye James to James. the blue. Janky. Podcast. Round up. <laughs> Name something you like your girlfriend to do to your face. I want to say sit on it. His- yeah.
3: Everybody feels
2: better now. Kevin and Sluggo were discussing how the people that lied to get a job, and it was brought on by the keyboardist from Radiohead.
8: The tweet starts, Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood, now an Oscar-nominated film composer, Yeah, that's true. faked playing keyboards in the band when he first joined in the 80s because he didn't know how to play it. Wh- what? Wait, so he joins Radiohead as a keyboard player, but yes. he couldn't play keyboards? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So here's, so the, he quote tweeted this part. Uh-huh. The best part, York didn't know Greenwood was faking it. <laughs> and he actually complimented his playing. Huh. They made quite a racket, quite a noise, the guitarist continued. It was all guitars and distortion. And so I would pretend to play for weeks on end. <laughs> and then was, and then um, Tom would say, I can't quite hear what you're doing, <laughs> but I think <laughs> you're adding a real interesting texture. <laughs> And I'm thinking, no, you can't, because I'm not really playing.
2: <laughs> so what I tweeted back to Kevin on this was, and that explains a lot about Radiohead. This also brought up how Omar lied to get in K-Rock. And so you should go back and listen to that on the archive, because that was hilarious.
1: Didn't incredible. he, like, go in, like, the Sunday before and try to learn everything, like, in one day? Was that Omar?
2: Yeah, that's yeah. Omar. <laughs> he sat with, I think it was Trevor, <laughs> and he learned uh, as much as he could. But the other interesting thing about this is, well, I'll play this for you from Sluggo. I, because I just tell a you quick this, study.
8: No, there is no way as a 911 operator, which I did for like three months. Which is frightening. That is not how it happens there. There is no way, man. I mean, the training that I got was so insane and right. so awesome and so intense and right. so deep that I actually realized I'm way over and over my head on this.
2: Yeah. So Sluggo was a 911 operator.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine Doug imagine. the slug? No, he's talked sling. about it before, and it was in San Diego, and he didn't really get any serious or crazy stuff for the in the three months that he was there. No, it's San good.
1: Diego. They call and say, "Oh, I'm out of beer." Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I lost my suntan lotion. Like, where's SeaWorld? I can't find it.
2: <laughs> I, I could just imagine him, you know, calling and him just laughing because he's got like, I guess, like the second best laugh in K Rock.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. The
0: fish. Oh, yeah.
2: But Sluggo 911 operator. I could imagine that as a TV show.
1: Yeah. That's a bit right there, yeah.
0: That's Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, on great news, Mike discusses a time where he text, where he sent a text to <laughs> Allie McKay. <laughs> hey, it's been a late night. I had I got into a fight with Ralph. But...
9: Oh, my God. Take two. Take <laughs> two. On Ally. great
2: news, Mike brings <clears throat> up a text that he sent to Allie McKay. I
10: was texting Ali McKay. Mm-hmm. you know, our, our mutual friend the other day. And my fo- I kept trying to write, I can't believe. And my phone auto-corrected cunt like 11 times.
8: It's predictive based on the past, Mike. And that's my text. I don't exactly.
10: Clearly no, one do. day one day I took my laptop to my parents' house to do some work. And my dad had to go to an event at Annandale Golf Course. Right. And he, since I had my, he's like, can you Google Annandale, get, get the direction, blah, blah, blah. And I had to type it 15 times because I put A-N and it went to anal horrors, anal it. Now, my laptop, listen, I earned this. Okay, I get it. I, I, I totally understand how you, Google, can under, assume that that's what I was looking for. I am not texting the C-word all that frequently
2: right. to the point that it was just saying.
8: Your phone is a dick.
2: Mike's phone is a dick, so I guess that explains a lot. <laughs> but I think that's his wife. I think his wife is fucking with him. Because you know you can go into your phone and you can fix your predictive text.
0: Maybe. Maybe. That'd be that'd that's be a great gag if she is.
2: <laughs> gag. Prank. Um uh. <laughs> on Jackie Town, Beer Mug discussed the expectations that he set for himself and what janksters should expect from him.
7: Let's just I'm gonna put out a blanket statement right now. When you hear me tease something, let's say today or in the past Do not take it seriously. In fact, everything I say, just pretend like I never said it. What? That's not good, Muggs. Okay. There's one thing we need is to have our word. Consistency? Okay. Yeah. If we say we're going to do something, let's do it. I know. I'm trying. I'm literally trying. I'm trying here. I'm literally, Dave, like this is really, like I'm really trying to make this work.
10: No, you're, well, see, here's the thing. You're trying to make it work in person. You, want, you wanna yes. you wanna have it like wh- you want us to get with him and be in person.
7: Yes. I don't want him just to call in or dial in. I want it yeah. to be in person.
10: Yeah. Alright, cool.
2: Cool. Well
7: that so, that's coming anyway, up. That's that what I have.
10: Tangent. Yeah, that's what the Jenkses have to look forward to
2: sometime soon. Edwin's Edwin's got a lot of expectations for Breermack, I know.
1: Oh, so many, yeah.
2: <laughs> they also discussed the Mike Tyson incident and who's the dick.
10: But to the skies we once again go to. So okay. imagine you're on a flight and you see Mike Tyson on your flight, right? Yeah. And then this happens.
3: We just got beat up by Mike Tyson just trying to ask for an autograph, man. I don't know what happened.
7: No, he wasn't trying to ask now, for autograph. Now,
3: hold on,
10: Mugs. Now, I got to ask, who's the dick? Is it the guy? Because the guy's obviously a dick for, for instigating all this. But right. is Mike Tyson also a dick for punching the shit out of him? On Absolutely a plane?
7: not. Absolutely not. In fact, Mike Tyson is, in this instance, a philanthropist of uh, getting society back on track on how to act right in public. Because everybody's a keyboard warrior and they love talking shit with no sort of uh, repercussion Wait, wait, um, was
1: the guy antagonizing Mike Tyson, or did he yes. just ask for an autograph? The guy was
2: antagonized. Oh. Afterwards, he said, I just asked for an a- autograph. Mike Tyson's camp says he threw a water bottle, but you can oh. hear on the recording that he's kind of being a dick to him. Which, I would say that he's the bigger dick, because Mike Tyson has had issues with mental health. And Mike Tyson is a probably one of the, at one point, was the greatest boxer of all time just could turn around and just knock you out so i would say that that guy's a dick
1: and plus mike tyson is making the world a better place according to bear mug oh well, he's a philanthropist mm. <laughs> yeah philanthropist
2: the for the message of that keyboard warriors something all right on uh capatina chat bean had a really fun dog story so everybody get ready for this abundance of cuteness
4: I've got a super fun dog story for you guys that Allie doesn't even know.
10: Mm. And that
4: is, you know, we have 800 pugs in our house right now, yeah. right? Well, they, I guess a lot of dogs, but in particular, I have experience with pugs. They love to lick each other's buttholes. They're really, <laughs> really into that. I don't know why. They, Sorry about this summer. I
9: think it's something about the glands.
4: They think it's like a soft serve ice cream machine. They oh. totally are like, especially God squeak. I love him, but he just drills into those buttholes, man. It is not <laughs> oh, a casual. My God. Is, uh, he is spelunking. It is not a casual <laughs> <yeah>. lick. <laughs> I don't think you understand how much licking is going no, on I, here. Well,
9: Summer and I are well aware of it.
4: So uh, lick, 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 and then what do they do? They jump on mommy and then lick, yeah. lick, lick. Now she's got pink eye.
2: So Donna got pink eye from the bugs. This is what you. This was on the Stalker Zooms. That they were recapping. So this is what you get for your you know, higher tiered uh, <laughs> twenty bucks a month. You get dog, dog licking butts. <laughs>
0: I also have clips from back in 2009 when he had different pugs and they would fight each other. And one of the um, dog trainers' suggestions was to poke the dog's butthole with your finger, and that would make him (laughs) stop. And then, and then Lisa May, love you, Lisa, but she's like, I've had to do it to my dogs. I'm like, no, (laughs) things I'm not doing to my dogs ever.
1: I think I brought in a clip they had Caesar Milan on, remember?
9: And he and they told him that story, it, yeah. and he
1: just started cracking up. He's like, no, that I don't recommend that.
9: Exactly. I think they oh, were just yeah. trying to
1: punk him. Who told Bean to do that, Aston Kutcher?
0: I'll, I'll pull him for next week if we want to discuss, or the week after. I'm good. Yeah, moving on, right?
1: Bean had the best take
2: I've ever heard of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard.
4: I have no interest in Johnny Depp, Amber Heard in the whole story. I haven't followed mm-hmm. it. At all. I just think as a rule of thumb, and this is how I live my life, get out before someone poops in the bed. I just
2: think that's, you need to miss that I have said that for
9: years as well. I have that stitched on a pillow.
2: You should. Basically, a lot of their takes was everybody just needs to mind their own business and they kind of went on a tangent about parasocial relationships.
9: These people that have these, what are they called? Parasocial relationships Mm -hmm. with stars that they think like, oh, I'm going to stand up for them. This, this matters. None of this matters to your life. Sit down, have many seats. You're creepy as hell.
2: Right. I agree. Totally. 100%. Yep. Creepy as hell. People that make podcasts and stuff just on people just to talk about other people and their shows and what they do get you life
1: I know it's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> ridiculous. Wait,
1: what did she call it? You're parasocial. Parasocial.
0: parasocial. <laughs> yes.
1: So when I have a crush on Melanie from the Josie and the Pussycats, that's a parasocial relationship. Okay.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Hey, I'm
1: Speaking glad at least which... it has a name. Maybe I can get cured now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it there's a different name for it, and Ali goes into
9: it. Do you hear about that fictosexual man that married a hologram?
2: I did.
4: A lot of people yeah. have a lot of opinions on whether he should be allowed to do that or not.
9: Yeah. Um. For those of you who are like, fictosexual, what? Yeah. Uh, that is someone who is sexually attracted to fictional characters. He spent 2 million yen, which is about 17, a little over 17 grand US dollars, on the nuptials to marry basically a... a a fake pop singer is what she was she was an animated pop singer there's now this machine that allows um device owners to interact with their characters via holograms so he now through this computer generated hologram can have conversations with her interact with her that type of thing however he's unable to communicate with her he just can't bond with her he's been struggling with with forming this bond with his new wife why, why? it's because seems like... she's a hologram
2: okay It's not real well yeah he <laughs> married a fictional character so the dream is still alive for you edwin you <laughs> oh marry the girl from Josie and the Pussycats.
1: i thought for- bean would be way into this though i mean that's even better than a sexual robot. if you got a hologram bean wants I- to just be plugged into the internet you know into directly into his brain
2: <laughs> Ralph also talks about sexy cartoons, Edwin, so we're gonna keep on
1: that. Hi, you guys were talking about uh 80s theme
5: songs on Friday, and um I just felt like it was appropriate to share that my very first wet dream was about Lionel from the Thundercat. What? I'm sure I'm not the only one. He was sexy. Love you, Nina. Bye. I
6: mean, Lion-O I you know from the Thundercats. I'm trying to think if there's any female version of animals that I found attractive because he was part lion, part man. Can't think of any. They were like sexy, sexy animals. Yeah, I think a, a lot of cartoon characters they turned me on when I was a kid. Yeah, but they were all human. Yeah, they were all human. They're though. mostly human ones. Although Bugs Bunny, when he dressed up as a chick, right? made you think pretty hot. Made you
2: think. So Edwin couldn't think of a sexy. Cartoon that was like a cat theme. Edwin. Oh, from-
1: I totally have one. Julie Bruin from the old Animaniacs.
2: Julie Bruin.
1: What the hell? She was based on Julie Brown, the comedian. And what she was a sexy about- cartoon animal.
2: The Animaniacs. That was like the 90s. Edwin, yeah. are you carrying this on fast childhood? Heck yeah.
0: But what character was she on Animaniacs?
1: Julie Bruin. Julie Bruin. Not was the character.
0: Squirrel. Okay. No, that was the character. Okay.
1: Julie Brown did the voice, so it was a sexy cartoon animal. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Look it up, kids, or maybe okay. don't look it
0: up. We'll do.
2: Uh, I remember there was a mink cartoon on there that everybody oh, yeah, was to be in love with, but I don't. Another great I don't, one. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Edwin. I thought you'd brought up uh, the girl from Josie and the Pussycats because she had like tail and ears and stuff. But oh
0: yeah, good. But oh,
1: she was uh, a
2: human though. She, oh, she was. I thought they were cats.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> All right, moving on.
0: Are on our on spin-off
1: air? podcast about seventies <laughs> cartoons, we'll break this down for you. These aren't even seventies. That was the
2: nineties, Edwin. You were like you had to have been in, you know, in your twenties. I'm not made a stone, of stone though.
1: I'm still a man. But they're cart
2: No, All right, let's go on to Ralph. Ralph has been playing hurt and uh, he's taking next week off. So uh, let's hear how we got hurt. I was on a date. Oh, okay.
6: And my date was sitting on my face. Okay, that happens. And I was providing particularly um, aggressively passionate <laughs> oral service. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you do. And I was really, really bringing it home. I was, I was delivering, <laughs> delivering on the promise. That sitting on my face would bring. It was bring. a good idea. It was a good idea. And I was hell-bent to show what a good idea that well, was. for you. And it was, for it was a, a lot of uh, pressure and, and movement. Right. And the next day after that, I said, wow, that's, I jacked up my jaw a little bit on this side. Oh, right. So you didn't feel it at the moment the next day. No, the next day is when right. I was like, wow, that's, that's a little hinky. Mm. And and then from that point on, we've been dealing with it. So this is a
2: sex injury.
6: Yes. Okay. This is sex
2: combat. So, there is Ralph. Had really messed up his jaw. He's been dealing with pain for a long time. Wait, right. Edwin sent us a picture. Basically, from from this uh, sex injury, I'm totally distracted now by this cartoon. Let's see what Edwin posted. <laughs> you are a sick man, Edwin.
1: Oh, there's breaking news! Here. Julie Bruin was on Tiny Toons, not Animaniacs.
0: Okay. Tiny Toons That's even worse. Oh, that's
1: another great show. <laughs>
0: Like the child cartoon? Oh my gosh! It wasn't
1: for children; it was for adults. Great show.
2: What channel and time was it on? Edward? Tiny Tunes. Um, it was on
0: like regular TV in the afternoon, yeah.
2: right? Like it, when kids it come was on from Fox
1: in the afternoons.
2: For kids. I
0: it was a
1: syndicated show, if I remember. Oh, I think you're thinking of Minerva Mink. That was for Animaniacs. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Tiny Toons was the child version of Looney Tunes, as in the right. characters were all children.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anyhow. <clears throat> oh, and don't forget Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
2: <laughs> but uh, that's my podcast roundup. I guess it went completely off the rails. Oh
0: <laughs>
8: my
7: god!
2: Uh, this has been another wonderful episode of Quitters Never Give Up. Uh, please follow us on all of our social media. Twitter accounts and uh, something, something, something. <laughs> oh my
0: god! <laughs> Leave us a message.
2: Leave us a message on Anchor if you want us to go over anything from Kevin and Bean or the podcast, or tell us how much we suck, or uh, tell us uh, which hopefully...
1: cartoon characters you like.
2: Tell us which cartoon <laughs> no. characters you like when you're twenty something years old, um, <laughs> or how weird that is. I thought I think that's very weird. Edwin, you need some attention. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm perfectly normal.
2: I I know. I know Edwin. I'm just, I'm just playing. Um, and that's it. Bye, everybody. All right, bye, bye, everyone.
0: Thanks, guys. Thunder! Thunder! Thunder!
7: Thunder! Thunder. Thunder. Thunder Catch! Oh. Jump on it! Let's do it! Ride it, my dolphin. You're horny. <laughs> Let's do it, ride it, my dolphin. <laughs> my porpoise is waiting. Sorry, the Bellagio.
0: That that I would call it a success.